0: You're listening to the Grand Central Sports Podcast, covering New York sports and beyond. Welcome, everyone, to the first edition of Grand Central Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Van Cura, alongside Ricky Valerio and Gavin O'Grady. This is the first edition of this podcast. I'm going to turn it over to my co-hosts so they can start introducing themselves, and we'll give you a little bit of insight into what this podcast is going to be. Ricky, take it away.
1: All right, uh, Andrew, I'm very glad. Uh, that we're finally getting this going. Something uh, we've been talking about for a while. Just a bunch of New York sports guys. And here we are now to just mess around, have a good conversation, talk about some sports. Uh, i very excited. I think it'll be a, a very, very good time. You know, we're going to try and put out two episodes a week just touching on all New York sports related basketball, hockey, football, baseball. Not as much for now, but eventually. So, uh, yeah, Gav take it over yeah
2: so uh my name's Gavin O'Grady um I'm the third you know the third guy in this and um essentially like uh, Ricky said it's two episodes a week we're just going to be talking about you know um New York sports primarily obviously but then going into other um sports branching out um but like we were saying before we are here because we love to talk sports and um this is the most fun way to do it i feel like podcasting has taken off so much probably within the last five years even you know the last six years even um and this is a great way just to get people involved get people engaged and i think uh i think we're gonna do, do just that i think we're gonna do a great job fellas so i'm excited Thanks i love it uh, and, and and i'd like to give a shout out first to andrew um you know he's always i'm, I'm gonna be honest he's always been pushing us we we've always um had something in mind we never it was never concrete we always wanted to do something like this but Andrew way to get it you way to get going you too Rick so um, I'm sure, happy man. to be here let's get it going
0: all right and with that uh, I'm Andrew and <laughs> let's jump right into football this weekend we were recording this on Sunday the 7th uh, we're not sure yet if this will go up tonight or tomorrow being uh, Monday so but we want to let you know when we talk about the stuff this is being recorded on Sunday So we'll start with the Jets, Thursday night football versus the Colts, obviously the big story. Uh, Mike White, unfortunately, sidelined uh, with the wrist injury. Ricky, uh, as as our resident Jet fan, do we have a timetable for Mike White? Has there been any more on that injury front? Um, I haven't really heard much
1: about it. You know, Coach Solid just said um, the media's been asking, you know, like what's going to happen? Is Zach your guy? Is Mike your guy? What's the deal? And he really didn't want to give a concrete answer. He kind of just – Threw it out there, as in let the media have fun with it, let the media run with it. So we really don't know what's going on. I haven't heard too much about the injury, but dude, you have no idea the pain that was that was I was feeling that night when Mike White went down. Dude, the four days of joy that I had as a Jets fan after Mike White went off. (laughs) Four days of joy, dude. That that four days of joy, I haven't I haven't felt like that since probably the Ryan Fitzpatrick team with Brandon Marshall. Like I thought. I, was I mean, like, it was, I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, this is amazing. This is fun. Like, this is fun to watch the Jets. It was, it dude, was an unbelievable
2: <laughs> game. I mean, I mean, the, the game, like where, where white went off. I mean, that game was true. I mean, Cincinnati was a, they had all the momentum coming into the week. Um, People are saying that it could be a letdown spot for them, but like, you know, it's the Jets, you know, all those people out there, it's the Jets, you know, there's no way. Obviously, Vegas kind of thought the same way with the 11 point spread as as oh a road God. favorite. That's a big spread that for a road massive. favorite. And the and listen, the Bengals are you know a, a pretty good football team this year, but they're still a Bengals. You know, and I thought that was too a little bit too big too. And the Jets, listen, man, that kid Mike White, he looked good in the first half, or you know, of when he played. I don't know. Maybe there's something there, Rick. I what do I you mean, think? yeah, if
1: you if you look at that, I mean the first drive I think was a three and out. Maybe we had one first down or something like that. Right but out, dude, yeah. Yeah, that that second drive, like he was moving the ball. Like an Elijah Moore, props to him. First two touchdowns in his career, you know, first two touchdown game in general. I mean, he was wide open, blown coverage, but like Mike White put the ball right in right in his hands. No worries, easy touchdown. Like Mike White had a hundred yards and a touchdown in the first two drives of the game. I was like, I was like, okay, like we could like we could compete with the Colts right now in Indy. Like this, this could happen, and then and then the forearm, the, injury, thing, the yeah. hand
0: injury. Like you know, it's just injuries just below. You know, I was wondering this when I was watching that Bengals game. The Jets run because I believe Brian Lafleur, who is it's Brian, Matt Lafleur's brother, is it no, Brian? No. Mike? Is it Mike, Mike Lafleur. Matt? Mike, I think it might be Mike. It's, it's, Mike, and Mike. it's, it's Mike, Mike and, and Matt. Matt. It's Mike and Matt. It's Mike and Matt. Mike and Matt. Okay, so it's Mike. Mike Lafleur who was the offensive coordinator for the Jets. Mm-hmm. It seems like that kind of Lafleur, Shanahan-McVay-style play-action system, it almost seems like those systems work better when you have a quarterback who is just going to do the little things right. You don't necessarily need someone who's going to be a huge difference maker. I remember, right. Ricky, I texted you and a couple other Jet fans this at the time. When I saw Mike White in that game, he reminded me of Kirk Cousins when he right. was playing in Washington when Kyle Shanahan was the OC. Right. I mean that's what that's what he looked like tonight. When you
1: when you mention the little things, right? It's it's a little things offense with play action and things like that. And you need a guy to just convert the little things. That's what Zach Wilson was not doing at all. Absolutely. Like he could not he could not convert a dump off pass. He couldn't hit somebody in the flat or a screen route, anything. He just, I don't know, he just looked like almost he was always panicked. And the offensive line, you know, they're not a great offensive line, but I will give it to them. They have looked pretty solid these past couple games. You know, Josh Johnson was facing some pressure, but, I mean, Josh Johnson was able to move the ball in, in garbage time. You know, I know it's garbage time, but this is a guy that's been on every single team in the league and he's moving the ball on this simple offense that Zach Wilson just seems to have not been able to run through these first five or six weeks that he
0: played with this team. There seems to be a trend lately with a lot of the young guys who have come out of college way too much hero ball from a lot of these guys way too much trying to do a lot by yourself and i don't know if it's that they're coming into these situations with weaker supporting casts or if it's something from their college days they're just used to taking over a lot or they're still adjusting to the game it just seems like zach wilson and even to like uh we'll take the colts as an example carson wentz is a perfect example guy who just He'd be a lot better if he didn't force things so much. Like just kind of let take your check down on second down. Go take yeah. take that five yard drag wrap. It's not going to kill you. I'll tell you out. what, uh, for Jets fans especially. Obviously, I'm not you
2: know I'm not a Jets fan, but even on the outside looking in, like you look at these last two games especially, and you got to say, man, they are putting up points. Like they are scoring. They're they've been able to convert in the red zone. They've been able to. You know, even the simple things like when the when the three points matter the most for a field goal, they you know, they're you know, they they, these things are getting done the last two games. Obviously, it's unfortunate with uh I mean I the defense I kind of wrote down I you know I have some notes on the side, but um Marcus May, right, out for the season. Um that's that's a a, that's that's a that's a huge blow. Um and he's he was probably one of their best defensive players. And he was I I heard he I saw on Twitter. That he was looking, I think they were looking to move him this off season for something, and that obviously that hurts trade value. Yeah. Um. But other than that, like in terms of the offense, like, listen, man, if you get if Mike White seriously isn't hurt, I don't know. Like, Wilson hasn't hasn't looked good this season. Maybe you got to go with the hot hand if you want to keep try to be competitive and wins game win games. I mean, I don't know what the Jets' motive is. Obviously, it doesn't look like a playoff spot, but. I mean, you want to be competitive. I think that's what the fans want. I know that's what I want yeah. from, you know, the team that yeah. I'm for, too. So. That's such
0: an interesting um, question, though. As the coach, you wonder how much of this falls to, like, the front office. Do you make the decision to stick with a guy like Mike White, who is the hot hand, but you look at somebody like Zach, who you spent the second overall pick on, who probably exactly. does have a have a higher ceiling? And he's shown some flashes. They've been there, but he hasn't been able to really put it all together. It, it's a hard way, thing to justify either way. It's hard to justify it for the fans if you choose Zach because it almost seems like you're, you'd you rather him develop than be competitive in a way. Right. Probably... A, you don't want to have another, like, Bryce Petty on your hands in that <laughs> oh, Jets God. history here where you, ha- or, yeah, you have a, a relatively lesser-known backup who gets hot for a bit, has some good games. But is that to the detriment of your – potential franchise quarterback it's an interesting yeah i know i know and the right answer i
2: mean keep in mind though i'm pretty sure the jets did draft you know mike white i'm pretty sure they drafted
0: him in the later rounds if i'm not mistaken i think um, it was think, dallas actually i think the jets traded or acquired mike white but yeah, mike white yeah, was yeah, like a fifth round pick i think regardless yeah, i think
2: ready, ready. it was within the last few years that he was taken though that's kind of what Two i was ago. going by maybe yeah. i no, was like the wrong yes. team, but. Like he, He's, only I mean, He's a young yeah. guy,
0: yeah, you're correct. Yeah.
2: so I mean, listen, like you said, I'm not a I'm not a Jets Twitter guy. I don't know what the fan. I don't know the I don't have the pulse of the you know like the fans or anything like that, but I don't know. That's a good question. I think that's something you know worth looking into. So Rick, I mean, if you had to
0: choose to Rick, if you had to choose today, both of them are healthy. Who do you want under Center?
1: Next week against Buffalo, Mike White's my starter. I don't think Mike White has done anything. To lose what he was given when Zach Wilson went down, he throws for 400 yards as a 10-point underdog against the Cincinnati Bengals. Comes in down 11, four minutes, wins the game. You know, first drive, second drive against Indy, beautiful drive, moving down, moving the ball, scores a touchdown, gets hurt. In in those, in, if you count um, the end of the game before Cincinnati, I forgot who we played. Honestly, if you count those six or seven quarters, Mike White has done nothing wrong to lose that starting job for now. Like, I know it's not like, you know, Zach Wilson always out two weeks. We're going to throw somebody in. He'll be right back. Nobody expected this 26-year-old guy to come out and throw for 400 yards and beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I I think you give him a shot against Buffalo. Buffalo just lost to Jacksonville. Oh, so now, now it's like it's like it it's opens everything eyes. up.
0: The flood really does. Open. The, the underdogs,
1: underdogs can, can happen.
0: Play. Football is what? chaos this year between the NFL and college. Football is just an yeah, a, you're right so, shoot at this point.
1: I think you give him the shot. And if he comes out and he beats Buffalo, even if he likes his numbers aren't insane, if he gets the job done and he wins, I think you keep him as your starter. And yes, it's hard to say that when you have your second overall pick sitting on the bench, but what is so wrong with that? Maybe it helps him develop. Look at Pat Mahomes; yeah. he sat out the whole year. You know,
0: I agree. I actually think that's better for rookie quarterbacks. I think they're throwing them the fire a little too early nowadays. But um, he was ready. Let's move to the Giants here, uh, Gav. Yeah, knocking off the division-leading Raiders today, baby. Know, How you feeling? I
2: um, honestly, I watched. I watched probably about um, probably I'd say maybe seventy-five percent of the game. I missed kind of the beginning, um, but. I will say this, um, I it's in some some things are encouraging. Obviously, I mean the defense was terrific today. Um, Xavier McKinney stepped up. A lot of guys stepped up, um, even with Jabril Peppers out. And then the offense, I'm um, I'm still you know, and this is the type of Giants fan I am. If we ever if we build a a viewer base here and we have some Giants fans that you know tell me differently, but. I'm still a guy right now that is not very high on the Giants offense whatsoever. Um, just like based off of looking at like, just I don't know how we run plays and how we um, draw up certain schemes. I I just don't like Jason Garrett personally. And I think we're way too conservative of an offense. Um, I just don't think we push the ball downfield very well. I don't think we do the, the little things. And the thing is that that stinks right now is that Obviously, injuries hurt and everything, but the talent is there. The talent is there for a potentially star-studded offense. Obviously, Jones is probably the biggest question mark because you have guys that can catch the ball, you know, on the field. You have Kenny Galladay. You have Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton is a good wide receiver three for for that role. Darius I mean, Tony. Canarius Tony, obviously, I mean, he's looked unbelievable, you know, at certain points this season when he's been healthy, like, there is talent there for the Giants to work with. Um, And for me, I look at it, and I look at the offense, I look at the defense, the offensive line needs help. They like so bad. I mean, Dave Gettleman, I'm not a huge fan of him personally. um, But whoever's the guy who's in charge right now, please do something to help that offensive line. Andrew Thomas obviously not healthy he's been very good this season but the rest of the offensive line is not not good um and I I sincerely I sincerely think that Daniel Jones could be a decent quarterback in the league if he had the average time that some of these other guys are getting he needs more time to throw like give him the time to 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 look downfield make his reads and find the open guy um here's
0: my thing with Daniel Jones and this is, this is a, uh, an odd tangent to take on this, but I do think he'll have a decent career. I don't think it's going to be with the Giants. I, I, I think eventually, even if he continues to play solid, I just get the feeling they're going to run him out. Whether it's, whether it's Gettleman cutting losses or him being eventually replaced by someone else and them getting their own quarterback. Yeah. I see I mean, him ending up somewhere else. I just don't see it in New York. It did,
2: I, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do about that um, because, quite honestly, my expectations, I went into this season – I mean, gonna I am going to be I thinking know, almost
0: wild card, burp at this point with the third wild card. I,
2: or, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting a playoff spot coming to this season because of just knowing this team, knowing that – it, it was all and honestly, Andrew, it, it and Ricky, it like it clearly relied on how Jones is gonna play. Um, like that was the main yeah. question. Like if this guy can step up and show that, you know, he can handle it, like we could be a good a good enough team to make the playoffs. It's just been for some games, it's been so terrible to watch. Like Yeah, it's been painful to watch. It makes yeah, it makes like I think in Giants and Jets this year, like just some of the time. Some of the moments when we do have bright spots and we compete and we win, it feels awesome to win, but some of the losses have just been so bad. And that's probably for both teams. I could, I could probably, you know, represent Ricky by saying that just like it is almost unwatchable sometimes, just like when, when the lows, lows of the lows. So, um, honestly, I like that we won today. I'm, I'm encouraged to see that. We beat a very good Raiders team. Um, Obviously with recent events with um with Henry Ruggs, maybe we could discuss that later, you know, not to break Yeah, let's in. still
0: clear that for now.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm not no, I'm not talking I'm just I'm just saying like they were without a weapon today. Right. Um, yeah. you know, I know they just signed Deshaun Jackson, so we can talk about that later too. But um so they're maybe they're missing a few key guys, but um I'm still impressed. We beat a good team. Um and huh, we have a bye week next week and then we, we play um in Tampa. I believe, for Monday Night Football. Yikes. So that's going to be
1: a test, and I want to see what we can do. So I, I think that's going to lo- be a real big test, but I think you got to give the props to the defense, man. Over these last three games, obviously – I know. You know. They got know. a lot
0: yeah. of hate at the beginning of the year, too. They they I, so I, you know,
2: I, I told you, some guys really come along. I think Xavier McKinney has a chance to be a really good player in the league. I mean, he looked, he's looked good primarily all year, but today with the pick six and the, the other interceptions he had, he had to kind of seal the deal – um, I like I like a lot of the guys on defense. I think Leonard Williams reinvented himself. I think he's pretty good. I think Dexter Lawrence pretty good. Like he he's like these guys are are stringing together. And keep in mind we're missing guys. We're missing Peppers. We're missing Martinez. People forget Martinez led our team in yeah. tackles last season. He's yeah, not that's playing the guy
1: right up the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah. you so, uh, you missed the the most surprising. Well, not maybe the most surprising piece, but in my estimation, one of the best. How about your second round pick this year, Aziz Al Jawari?
2: Oh yeah, he's five I'd and a half had, sacks. out,
0: of this year. out of Georgia, I mean, he's been great. impressive. He's been impressive. He's looked great. Man. That dude fell so far in the draft. It was it was, very, it was. It was round. funny
2: because going back to that draft, you know, it was him and um, the guy the Browns drafted, uh, uh, uh Kamaro, Yeah, out of yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. Bull, those are the two guys that you know. At, at the beginning of mock drafts the year before they were evaluated to be first round picks and they fell kind of into our laps
0: yeah ojuwai uh, was a um i never really understood why he fell um some people i talked to said it was a size worry or it was a um it was like a physicality worry and yeah, he's looked good man i don't, I don't he's look good yeah so. he's looked great and i know for kamaru it was like a there, some medical information came out, but yeah. it ended up being debunked. But that always happens on draft day. Some last-minute thing scares a team off. They don't want to be the get team who takes them in the first round. Yeah, yeah. But um, I wonder if this draft class, because this draft class has looked relatively good. At least the top two picks in Tony and El Jawari. Tony took a little while to get going. Yeah. But I wonder, did this draft class save Gettleman's job?
2: I still think that is out for debate because you can, we can look and we can say like, um, you know, that these two guys are good, but you know, in reality, the general manager, the team is still three and six. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there, there are still holes there to fill. Yes. They've both looked very good. Um, yet maybe were they, you know, maybe when fans heard who we had drafted at the time, maybe we we're a little unhappy. We we're like, Oh, why not offensive? Uh, why? Oh, why not this wide receiver? Oh, whatever. But, um, yeah. I, th- I, let's just wait a little bit. I'm not going to, you know, go, go fall, you know, buy Tony's jersey or anything yet. Like I still <laughs> think he's a very good player. You know, I still think he's great, but
0: yeah. You know, yeah. Rick, uh, as the outsider here, well, mainly the outside of me, the other outsider here for the jet fan, what do you think about the giants this week?
1: I actually had a pretty hot take with Gettleman, man. I really, I don't, I don't think really this is all on Gettleman. I mean, I think he's put together a team that can go out there and win. I think they can compete with anybody personally. After getting blown out, you know, by the Rams and a tough week against the Cowboys, that defense stepped up. You know, they they're averaging yeah. like 10, 12 yeah. points a game. You go, you know, you guys wanted a receiver. You guys wanted a big weapon, a big red zone target. What did Dave Gettleman do? He went out and he got you Kenny Galladay. What Great. has he done? Yeah. What has Nothing. he done?
2: Nothing. Oh, right?
1: You know, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, man. I I. I don't like Joe Judge as a Jets fan. I just, I don't, I don't see him as a head coach. I think uh, this whole thing that's gone on with the headsets, with the, with the, why they're, that's kind of, oh my God. I think, I think that's, that's him just making an excuse. As a head coach, you can't, you can't just go out publicly and make an excuse like that. If you've been having issues with that since the beginning of the season, you get that fixed. You don't let that go on for eight weeks and then you You work
0: for the New York Giants. Are you seriously telling me you can't get new headsets? Is the head coach exactly? I'm like, that's just such a stupid excuse. And this has been a, a trademark of the Giants, and I think it's the real issue here. They haven't gotten the coach right since uh, Coffin left
2: 100. Look who we've had. The coach right. Look who we've had. We've had, we went to Ben McAdoo. Oh, god, <laughs> he's yeah, I mean, that's exactly the point. Like, yeah, you're laughing, like, yeah, no, really, like, he was the head coach. And then you went. You, we went to uh, Pat Shermer.
0: Oh, geez, I almost forgot about Pat Shermer.
2: Yeah, right. Is and he then, on the Browns uh, now? Like, isn't he
0: on the Browns coaching he, staff now?
2: Yeah, I don't even know what he does now. And then um, now we're with Judge. And I don't know. I think I was encouraged by the hire. I thought maybe just being with Belichick, those guys, most a lot of them turn out to be great coaches.
0: You know uh, what bothers me about Joe Judge? He reminds me too much of Matt Patricia on the Lions. That's what he reminds me of.
2: Yeah, and Matt Patricia is not a good coach. I'm it's that to, same, I like... In I in a year.
0: It's that same, like, weird...
2: You're energy. trying
0: to be Belichick, but you're not. You, yeah. don't, you don't have the... You don't no, have the coaching acumen to actually. I get
2: what, what you mean. Works. I get what you mean, but um, I don't know. We'll see with the head coach. I, I mean, I, I agree with, I agree with him on on Kenny Galladay at least. I mean, well, oh, that was
0: the right I, signing.
2: Yeah. I yeah, I liked the signing. I obviously was, I was so happy by the sign. We finally got ourselves a wide receiver. Like that's you know, he's a legit wide receiver. But we have we have not utilized him. I mean, I. I mean, he's been I, injured I, a lot too. So. He has been, but even when he's played, I don't think he he really. Like, gets a, lot of, gets a lot of looks,
1: really. Was Slayton, was Slayton healthy today? Was he playing today? Um, I don't
0: think Because I was looking did. at the box. Score, I don't I think, think it, so.
1: I, I think no, it was okay. Shepard and Tony. Okay. For sure. Or, no, no, Shepard wasn't playing today, right?
0: No, I'm sorry. Oh, no. So, Slayton did play, this Shepard is, didn't right. play. This That's is, what it this was. Is, this is one was. of my
1: biggest points. Why did Darius Tony and Darius Slayton combine for two targets and one catch for nine yards? That's on Jason Garrett. That's got to be that. that, You got to
0: scheme something to get those guys open.
1: That's my biggest thing. I don't think you can put really this season on Edelman. I honestly wouldn't even go as far as putting it on Jones. I mean, though, to
0: be to be fair though, Rick, they only threw the ball twenty times.
1: I understand. They actually ran the the ball more.
2: They ran the ball more times than they threw it. That's what I. That's what I said about a conservative offense. Devontae
0: Booker had twenty-one rushes. We we threw for what for
1: um. Like 110 yards today. Yes. 110 yards. One, yeah. by well, yeah, all means. Also, they won. Yeah. they won. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't understand it either because we threw one time down the field for over 30 yards. One attempt. I mean, not like, and it was one for one. Ironically, it was one for one. To the long pass to Slade, not Slade, Anger for the touchdown.
0: Uh, Slayton, Anger, Anger, the touchdown. Yeah. They so, tried another they, they, uh, Kadarius Tony pass today, though, but he ended up getting sacked.
2: Yeah, I know he's. I they like giving him the ball. I mean, I I would too. So. Yeah, he's electric.
1: So as young as he is, and obviously, you know, you could really argue where he stands on the depth chart. I think if you put the ball in his hands more, I think it's going to be an electric offense.
0: And was, really, Saquon
1: can come back and stay healthy and like be the Saquon that he gets, yeah. which I personally, I don't know if he's going to be like that. I have no idea back, who he is. I think you know,
0: that's a. I think that's a bigger topic for another day.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But. Um, I don't know, Gavin. If you remember, I wasn't a huge fan of the Tony pick when it actually yeah, originally I mean, I remember, happened. I yeah, was not I a huge you, fan of it.
2: I asked you because you, you know you you and Dalton Feely are the two guys I asked you know for analysis yeah. about football and drafts. And I, I texted both you, and the, you know Dalton kind of gave me a whatever answer, but you you told me like yeah, I didn't like the pick. Dalton said he didn't mind it. He said it was maybe a little too um, early that he that you know that he was taken. Um, which is fair because I think. Did you say the same thing? I'm not sure if you said
0: I wasn't a fan of taking a wide receiver in the first round for the Giants. I had religiously said that on uh, my show at Iona before the draft. I because this was when I thought that the Giants were going to stay at the pick they were at and get like Devontae Smith, which I, yeah, I know it's just you had Shepard, you had Slayton, Ingram was coming back, you signed Kyle Rudolph, you brought in uh, Kenny Galladay. It, for a first-round pick, it just seemed wrong. And then when they traded down, I'm like, oh, they're going to trade down. They're going to get either an alignment or they're going to get a defensive guy, whoever's the best guy available. And then I kept hearing Tony when we were getting close. I'm like, are they actually going to take a guy? And I considered Tony to be a gadget guy. I think my pro comp for him was like Tavon Austin, and that was my thought about it. And I was just like, are you really going to do that in the first round? But I said this after the draft: if you flip um the tony and ojawari picks that draft looks so much better i know yeah i know that that's the crazy thing and
2: um i honestly personally my guy i was looking at um was Rashawn slater the uh yeah the, the offensive lineman just an absolute beast um i thought we were maybe gonna drop down take him and um yeah i yeah it didn't work out obviously we you know or so AVT, baby. Yeah, or Vera Tucker, honestly. He's obviously not on the Jets, so. He's but, um, yeah, no, exactly. We, we need guys like that, and we don't have, a, you know, we have Nate Soldier still playing on the offensive line. That's, you know. <laughs> it, no, I'm being serious. Like, it hurts. No, I know. It hurts.
1: <laughs> I feel like it was one of those picks where it's like the Giants are just like, you know what, I'm so tired of everybody saying Daniel Jones sucks. We are going to give you every single piece that you need to, like, be good but we're just not going to get an offensive line. So just figure out a way to get it to all these guys and then win us some games. And it's just like,
0: right. Because on paper, you can, you can make the fans think on paper, you Oh, look, it's all this stuff is here. How could this not be? It's the quarterback's fault when right. you're leaving them to die because you have no blockers. Right. So just, um, just to kind of wrap up, uh, the giant part of this, uh, obviously great win. Um, is there any sort of playoff thought now, or is the hope just to get to, like, six or seven wins? Um, I was actually texting
2: with my buddies here in my fraternity. We have, like, a Giants group chat for the fans that are in my frat. Um, and I said playoffs isn't realistic right now, and they disagree. Um, but that's, that's, where I, that's where I'm at.
0: Sorry, Gavin, I agree
1: with you. I mean, if you really wanna if you really want to look at this right now, right, you got your four division leaders, right? Your first wild card is gonna be the Rams, Cardinals, whichever way that goes, right? Right. After that, you have the five and three Saints and you're looking at about a five hundred record to get you into the playoffs right now. Giants yeah. at three and six, you know, that's not that's not great. But I think I think you're looking at some positive signs the way they've been playing. Offense has been, you know, not fantastic, but it's been okay. They kept up with the Chiefs who have not looked great, but that defense could potentially win you some games down the road. And also, don't forget about how the Giants have literally lost the game because of someone jumping off sides. So (laughs) I think this team could realistically, instead of being three and six right now, they could easily should be four and five, if not even a five and four team. And that would put them in a playoff spot.
0: Three that is true. Eight what's eight the upside up to eight. getting into the playoffs, though, getting smacked by the Rams? Like, what, what's the upside of that? And you keep all I'll the, tell the same what, people no, who honestly, everybody complains about.
2: No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you here. The, I think there is upside because this is an organization, obviously, you know, we, like we, we haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. The team, the fan base, the city, no one has felt anything for the past five years of watching football. You know, yeah, football man. season Football season is one of the most, you know, fun times to be a sports fan. And, you know, if your favorite team is good, it is so much more it's fun. fantastic. And, and something to look forward to. And I haven't felt that with the Giants in five years. I come in every year, I'm like, uh, you know, I hope we make the play- playoffs, but, like, realistically, probably not. So it's just like, yeah, whatever. But, you know, I, I want them to try to, you know, make a push, obviously. I don't want to – I'm not – I never – been the type of fan where i want my team to tank unless we are the you know unless we're the jacksonville jaguars maybe i mean obviously they won today but you know yeah. what i'm saying like I know what you mean yeah we're we're you know we're an av- you know below average team and i i just want us to keep competing at least you know like ricky yeah. said it's it's not we're not mathematically out it's not likely but it's still there's still a chance you know like, there's still a tiny possibility that, you know, something can happen if they can continue to play well. So I keep,
1: keep going. It's yeah. gotten to the point where it's like, as a New York fan, I think we, I speak for both of us here. You're tired of rooting for a draft pick. I want to root for my team.
0: Yeah, you know I I'm get saying? that.
1: Like, it, it's just, it just gets so challenging to just like, literally watch the game and like, almost have like a little bit of happiness in the back of your mind when you see your team give up like an 80 yard touchdown. Cause it's like, yes, we're closer to losing this game. Yes. We're closer to a higher pick. Like it's, it's said that that has been life of a Jets fan and Giants fan for these past few years. It is. And you know, it's, it, it, you
0: know, I've always said this, that New York fans have a little bit of extra expectations for their teams, mainly because we get spoiled by the Yankees. You know, when you have a yeah. franchise in your city, that's, So competitive every year that it's almost borderline ridiculous. Yeah. It just shines a light on the fact that every other team is just not that. And Yeah, it's it's so disheartening to open to like you turn on football and you watch your own team on your own. I don't know how you guys do it, but you watch your own team for a few minutes and then you're flipping the red zone to check on your fantasy team. Like if you're at week eight and your fantasy team is more important to you at this point than your actual team, it's painful.
2: That's how it's been. That's how it's
0: been for a while. So. But, Andrew, um, let me ask you this. With this
1: expanded playoff format, do you think an 8 and team gets you in the playoffs in the NFC? I, I, I absolutely do.
0: I absolutely do. I don't think that's – And that's why – and that's exactly why I'm not a fan of this exp- – of the expanded playoffs. But that's a, another tirade for another day. Yeah, 100%. All right, guys. I think that was a great first episode. I think we're going to wrap this up here. Thank you all very much for taking a listen. Uh – Obviously, we just talked football today. We will be talking all New York sports moving forward. Probably our second episode this week, we will take a little bit more of a focus on basketball and hockey, given that that's the season. And we'll you know, first episode.
1: Inconsistency of the Knicks and how they just love to blow up against bad teams. But, yeah. That or the Rangers around.
0: getting stomped by Calgary. Yeah, we can, we can definitely go into that. But um, I think that's a discussion yeah, for sure. from later in the week. So thank you guys for being here. And... Thank you to my co-host, Ricky Vallejo, Gavin O'Grady. It's great to get this thing up and going. First episode, I think it went great. Oh, for sure. And again, thank you all for watching. And this is Grand Central Sports signing off.